0: The Addiction Podcast: Point of No Return, brought to you by Narcanon Suncoast. Hello, Jason.
1: Hello, Joni. Here we are again, week number sixty-nine. Um, oh, okay, good. Lucky number sixty-nine.
0: Well, it's not week number sixty-nine. It's actually week oh. number seventy because we skipped one. Oh, but okay. it's episode sixty-nine.
1: Exciting. Well, look how far we've come, and you know, since we started this thing. I mean, we've got a pretty good listenership. I, I randomly will get. You know comments and things from Facebook or you know Katie's Facebook or other people in uh, at Narcanon who actually are people people are listening to the podcast. I think it's great because I feel like we're actually giving people the actual information. I think you're right. And by giving people the actual information that they need, my hope is that people will go ahead and make positive decisions for themselves. Right. And hopefully they'll educate other people because I realize. I can't educate everybody. You and I can't teach every single person about it, but we can teach enough people about it and let enough people know about what's going on that they can spread the word to other people who can, they can spread the word. And then, you know, hopefully we can have a a little bit of a, a saner planet. That's exactly right. You know, because, you know, the way it's going, it's a little bit rough, but there's always that silver lining and everything it's like in the midst of this huge crisis and there's you know people dying and overdosing and you know unfortunately some families are having to uh deal with you know that kind of heartache and loss at Narcanon, on every day i personally get to see successes come out of this drug crisis i get to see people that turn their lives around I get to see graduates that go home a completely different person than they were coming in i get to see families put back together again i get to see people flourish and prosper and do well and that makes it completely worthwhile. The thing is, the rest of the world doesn't get to see what you and I get to see on a pretty regular basis, so I do want to let the world, if the whole world is listening, to know that there are successes coming out of it. There are people getting clean, there are people putting their lives back together and handling their addictions. Um, And uh, I think that's a great thing. I think there is that. There are successes being had, there are wins being had, and there are gains towards Handling this crisis.
0: I think so too. And I think that's the whole reason why we do this is so that we can bring hope to people. Now, we have an inter- interesting interview set up for today that you set up. I set this one up. Right. There is a Narcanon facility in Ojai, California, and it is a little bit different than Narcanon Suncoast. Not in the program, not in the program steps. It's everything we've talked about. But they are geared towards celebrities and VIPs, elected officials, CEOs of companies. That's not to say they won't take anybody, but that's they have a specific target market and that's kind of what they're doing because oftentimes CEOs and elected officials and celebrities have very specific needs in terms of privacy and care and what have you. And so- we are going to talk to the executive director Fabian Padro and the deputy executive director Sam Hobson from Narcanon, Ohio. Awesome. So let's get them on the phone.
1: Okay, let's get them on.
0: So today right. on the podcast we have Fabian Padro and Sam Hobson, and between the two of them, they um, are the executive director and deputy executive director at. Narcan on Ojai, which is in California, and um, we thought we would talk to you guys because there's been, um, you know, obviously a lot in the news recently with Demi Lovato and her overdose, and. Since you guys are right there in the sun, not the Sunshine State, what's the California the Golden State? The Golden State, you guys are right there in the Golden State and very close to Los Angeles. We kind of wanted to get your perspective because we lead such a sheltered life here in Clearwater, Jason, don't we?
1: Hey, <laughs> we absolutely do.
0: <laughs> not exactly, but so, how long have you been working in this area, Fabian?
2: Uh, Well, I've I've been working in the field of of helping people with their addiction for over 13 years, and I've been the executive director for Narconon OHI for over a year now.
0: Okay. And how about you, Sam? Do you have a background in this area?
3: I do, yeah. Thanks for having me on the podcast, by the way. Um, I've been working for Narconon since 2011. Okay. So for the past 10 years, and uh, I'm credentialed by the state of California as a certified addiction specialist. Um and that's sort of my history as far as this field and Narcanon.
0: Awesome. Now, Jason Good here obviously is the co-host for the Narcanon podcast and Jason has a very, you know, personal history with being a former addict and working at Narcanon Suncoast. Um do you guys either of you have a history with addiction?
3: I I do personally, yeah. Um <clears throat> Mostly to opiate, prior to coming to Narcanon in 2010.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, awesome! You're a graduate of Narcanon.
3: That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I went through Narcanon 2010. My my uh, family found it for me, and uh, I agreed to go. And then um, since then, since then, I've had look back I haven't looked back. Decided to join staff after that, and intern, and um, get the hours and, and tenure that was needed. For me to uh, get credentialed through the state, and
2: here I am.
0: Well, very, very, very well done, you.
2: That's fantastic. I mean, that's
0: huge. It's yeah. it's huge that you're certified because, um, you know, it just it's it's the kind of credential that gets looked for. I'm sure when people of the level who are going to come to your facility, they're gonna want they're gonna want that. So that's mm-hmm. that's really very cool.
1: Now, I wanted to preface something with, um, we're talking. With the guys from Narconon Ojai, now a lot of people who are listening might not know, but Narconon Ojai is a is a small Narconon in the mountains of Ojai, California, that is designed to help VIPs and celebrities. Um, it's a smaller facility. It's very very beautiful, and um, they're geared to helping you know, like I said, celebrities and VIPs and people who wouldn't want to find themselves in a mass population at you know any rehab with 30 other people um this way they get a lot of they get a lot of privacy and a lot of one-on-one care and so the idea we're talking them today was what i noticed is that there's a ton of celebrities in the um in the news lately at least over the last two years who are struggling with addiction and abuse and deaths and overdose and stuff like that and so i thought getting their perspective on what's going on um in the realm of celebrities, would be, you know, a really, really good thing to get their take on it.
0: Exactly. I thought of a question while um, Sam was talking before. What do you, Are you seeing any trend in terms of the drug of choice for some of the celebrity and VIP public that you guys see?
2: Well, obviously, right now, uh, you know, the country is facing an opiate epidemic. You know, in 2017... Uh, you know, Donald Trump obviously declared uh, an opium epidemic as, a, you know, the biggest crisis that we're facing as a country in regards to drug uh, drug addiction. Uh, you know, statistically, if you look at the statistics, you know, uh, here's a, an interesting statistic. There, there were fewer than 3,000 overdose deaths in 1970 when heroin epidemic was r- raging in the U.S. cities. And there were fewer than 5,000 recorded in 1988 around the height of the crack epidemic. And to date now, more than 64,000 Americans have died from drug overdose just last year alone, according to the U.S. Center of Disease Control and Prevention. So, you know, obviously, opiate addiction has risen, you know, tremendously. Uh, We've been looking at just statistically, you know, state by state. Here in California, there's over 1,900 Californians who had opiate-linked overdose deaths in 2016. Uh, if you look at other, other states like Arizona, uh, 790 people died from opiate overdose in Arizona, which was a 74% increase over the last four years. And just looking at different states, Alabama, Alabama has the highest rate of opiate prescribing in the country. So across the country, you know, we're just seeing a higher and higher rate as the years go on of opiate overdoses. So definitely seeing an increase in, in that area.
0: I got it. Do you primarily get your public from California, or do you have um, addicts and students coming to you from all over the country?
2: Um, Well, we have students coming from all over the country. Like Jason, you know, prefaced the conversation. We we are a specialized uh, center for celebrities and, you know, people of a higher level of need. Uh, we are a, a smaller facility in the sense of how many beds we have. We only, you know, cater just five uh, students at a time at a, on our program. However, our facility is on a 45, uh, 45 acres, and we have a 27,000 square foot facility. Wow! And our staff, yeah, go ahead.
0: I just, wow. <laughs> that was all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I. This is
3: Sam here. I, I would say that um, in recent years, I think the the demographics, as far as um, you know, cases coming in for any sort of addiction, I, I would probably say around the board, it would be agreed, generally that opiates have been one of the one of the largest groups uh, in that area, and it's um, <clears throat> you know becoming all too common in, in the celebrity areas. I think the the keynote that I wanted to mention is just that, you know, behind all of the uh, the the publicity, the tabloid, the you know the the limelight and whatnot. You know the celebrities are held to such a standard, um, where people you know strive to be like them. I want that car, I want that you know the house that they have and all the pictures and you know and whatnot. So you know they're held to this standard, but at the end of the day, they are they are people and they do go through the same problems and similar problems that. You know just everyday people experience as well, and so they're not I, you know i haven't found there to be you know distinct boundaries on you know the the separation between what drug uh, they're they're more susceptible to use or not hmm. um, it's it's actually been pretty common uh, I think what the what the trend was you know years ago was well the cocaine the cocaine is The celebrities, the rich people—you know—the party life and and that kind of thing. But what I have seen recently is is definitely a switch um, to the opiate side of things. That's not to say that we don't get those kind of cases uh, ever. But uh, talking about cocaine or or stimulants, but uh, definitely have seen an increase in the opiates and uh, and and hypnotics, sedative hypnotics, and benzodiazepine for that reason. Interesting. uh, For that matter.
0: Interesting. You know you make a really, really good point that you know we do kind of hold our celebrities to a higher standard um we do put them up on a pedestal and consider that they you know know more they you know they are more than the average person, which okay, you know, maybe they have abilities that the average person doesn't have. But um, addiction is addiction. And as Jason and I have said over and over and over again on the podcast, addiction knows no celebrity status or financial status or race, creed, anything, you know, anybody can become addicted to drugs, it doesn't matter who they are, or where they are in terms of social status. So you, right. you make a very good point. And, you know, this is kind of a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So I'm assuming that um, the people who go through the Narconon program, be they, you know, celebrities or CEOs of companies or what have you, I'm assuming that they go through the exact same thing as the people who come to Narconon Suncoast, who maybe is just your average blue collar person.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Narconon program is the Narconon program, and it's set out in a way that, you know, it addresses so many different kinds, uh, so many different aspects of life and um, and how, you know, those conditions precursory even to the the addiction itself or, um, you know, those issues that were never really confronted in the first place um, or, or those things that are kind of just weighing down on the person, Those those are all addressed. In the Narcanon program, so whether it be you know the, the magnitude of the problem is that the person's unable to get a job, or that they're you know being yelled at by their their agent, or you know uh, not closing this million dollar deal. Uh, in the end, those kind of stresses and things can all be handled with um, with what we do at Narcanon. Now, granted, you know sometimes our public is uh, requires. You know, some more accommodations that we, we obviously um, are, are willing to provide, you know, um, private suites and things like that, a little more privacy and uh, exclusivity. But uh, other than that, the program itself, the, the meat and potatoes is really the thing.
0: That makes total sense. And that was one of the other things I wanted to bring up. And this is, again, just if uh, for the listening public that, you know, we're we're never sure exactly who listens. We know we have people listening from all over the world. But if anybody is listening, who is either of a celebrity status, um, be it in the United States or anywhere else, if you need the if you need help in terms of addiction, Narcanon Ojai is a good resource for you because of the privacy. You know, you're you're not going to find paparazzi, you know, right outside the door, that's not going to happen because of the facility and how it's set up and, you know, where it's located. So just something for the listening audience to keep in mind, um, that it that privacy is very, very important. And that is understood at Narcanon. Here's another silly question. Oh, sorry. Or just, Actually, or... I just
3: wanted to add that note just a little bit because not only to the privacy we do, um, since there is a lower capacity, you know, it, it allows us to really work with, with each person individually
0: right, um, and
3: give them, you know, the, that care that they do need and um, um, just giving them the one-on-one attention, um, you know, for, for a case or for somebody who, who would require that as well.
0: Right. Do you occasionally get... Um relatives of celebrities
2: yeah we 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 definitely get you know family members of celebrities uh you know that come to us like you said you know high-powered you know CEOs and executives you know doctors lawyers uh, is generally our type of public but also you know the family of, of those type of individuals also, um, you know, come here. Another uh, benefit that we have at our facilities, we also do accept uh, insurance. So we do uh, accept, you know, private insurance as well, um, which covers our uh, the majority of our program.
0: Right. Well, that's cool. Are there any stories you can share? Obviously, I'm not interested in who has been there, but are there any stories that you can tell about, um, maybe some student that had slightly different issues. I I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously I don't, I'm not trying to get you to violate confidentiality, but one of the things I think, in fact, we know recently we had a woman on the podcast who was a housewife and she was basically abusing pills and alcohol and, it was a completely different story from any of the ones we've shared here, because probably 90% of the graduates from the program that we have spoken to started you know, on marijuana and then got into heavy drugs and college. And this was a completely different story. And as such, there actually was someone who finally got up the courage to call Jason at Narcanon. I'm just wondering if you have any stories that are just like a little bit unusual that would resonate with some of our listeners?
3: Um, Yeah, sure. Um, Well, first, also, I wanted to say, um, you know, our our program, although we do typically service those those kind of public, um, you know, we we definitely get our fair share of people who – you know are our, our regular folks and uh to to a degree or they have family who are maybe connected and and one one in particular that I was thinking of is you know uh, I think the the belief the general idea of addiction is that uh you know it, it starts starts at the parties on the weekend or you know and, and it kind of escalates and <clears throat> turns into something unmanageable, which is very often like you said the case but uh one one particular case we did have is somebody. Um, was actually in the movie industry, and um, worked for a very large production company. And an accident occurred on the job. Never had any issues with drug use, or you know, uh, maybe drank drank occasionally, but uh, no no prescription drug abuse or anything like that. Well, since the accident, you know, the the doctors and um, and whoever was was able to bill her insurance was able to, you know, get her on all a myriad of different prescriptions um, until she had a full-blown, you know, prescription opioid problem. Um, And this was all resulting from an injury that was on, you know, on the job. So, you know, it it just goes to show that, um, you know, this, this isn't always a thing that starts from a young age or preys upon people that have... Um, you know, less less privileges or, you know, are less than um, have bad environments that they're surrounded. I think that's a very common thing, but but it does occur to very normal everyday people um, who are thinking that they're being helped by, you know, whoever is uh, providing them health care at the time, and they end up with a lifelong addiction. And, uh, you know, those that uh, that's one case that I was thinking of in particular.
2: Right.
0: True. It's a true story. I mean, and, and the, the woman that I was talking about that was the housewife actually had started on the path of addiction with an injury, Mm -hmm. a sports injury in high school. And then just, you know, gradually went from bad to worse.
3: Right.
1: One of the, uh, questions I wanted to ask was, um, you know, the fact that, you know, we've seen a lot of celebrity deaths and overdoses lately over the last two years and wanted to get your guys' take on, like, what's happening in the entertainment industry out there in LA as far as drug abuse goes.
2: Yeah, I think it just really comes down. There's, it's, it's three pronged. I, I think, you know, not just, I, I, obviously, we work with celebrities and we have an a, a opinion on celebrities, but just on drug abuse and addiction. Uh, you know, in general, my 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 viewpoint is that uh, there's a number of different variables that that contribute to it. You know, first and foremost, I think uh, a person's education on the different types of drugs and and their effects that they have on the body is very very important. And uh, you know, that starts at a very young age. So then you have, you know, the family is very important. You know, there's a family aspect. And teaching and educating your kids at a very young age uh, about you know the problems and the effects of, of drugs, and and you know knowing what occurs with with that, we're seeing also you know in schools drug edu- take education being taken out uh, mm-hmm. from the school system, uh, so that has a, a negative effect and and contributes to uh, you know people not properly being educated on drugs. Then you have uh, the pharmaceutical side of, of drug addiction. You know, the story that Sam told is a person goes in and sees a doctor for a simple injury and then comes out with an addiction. Um, so, you know, a large percentage of the opiate uh, deaths come from prescription type uh, medications. And, and we are seeing laws that are preventing that and, and trying to get it a lot harder to uh, to get those types of prescription drugs so then people turn to you know cheaper forms of opiates and things like that um... and then you just have the person's decision making process at the end of the day you know a celebrity is a person at the end of the day just like anybody else and there is that decision um, to use you know to you know what we see in our programs and i think you can attest to this as well is that you know people that come through the program have have made decisions and then have drugs there as a solution to a problem that they were, you know, unable to handle or not face. And then that drug, you know, gave them the release that they were looking from, from that problem or resolved that problem in that moment. And then that's a decision that they continue to carry forward, you know, in their life every time that there's a problem. And as we know, you know, if a person's not really facing their problems, those problems just, you know, expand and compound. And then uh, over years of of doing that, you know, obviously their drug drug addiction becomes stronger and stronger, and and more dependent upon the, upon the drug. So there's just some, many variables, uh, you know, to the problem, and everybody's different. Everybody has a different story, and and that's the unique thing about you know the Narcanon program in general is we address each person um, differently, you know, but there is a system in place uh, that a person can go through so that they can actually get the help that they actually need, you know, and and get better and and rehab their their, their body. So that that would be my, you know, kind of take on on the industry.
0: Right. Fabian, before I forget, can you tell us what the phone number is for Narkin on Ojai?
2: Yeah, our phone number is 805-798-8040. That's our main line.
0: Okay, that's eight oh five seven nine eight eight zero four zero. And what's the website?
2: Our website is uh obviously ww.narcononohi. That's ojai dot org.
0: Perfect. Again, that's ww.narcanon Ojai dot org. Let me ask you a question. Are you seeing, have you seen like any type of change that you've noticed with the legalization of marijuana? Because it's legal in California, right?
1: Medicinally, I think.
2: It, it is legal. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's legal
1: here. It's recreational. and Oh, it is recreational.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Strong, strong viewpoints on that. Obviously, there's a lot of statistics coming out of Colorado, which was one of the uh, first states, uh, obviously, to legalize it. Right. Uh, but just being in Los Angeles myself, you know, you just smell it on the street um, and it's everywhere. You know, dispensaries everywhere, advertisements for it. Now it's something that can become taxable, you know. So yeah. uh, it's, it's now becoming more and more socially acceptable, I I was having a conversation with a actually a police officer on this subject just the other day and getting their their take on it, because, uh, you know, I find it hard to believe, you know, I'm walking. I have a five year old son and we're just, you know, walking in Los Angeles and and you know, marijuana in the air everywhere. And obviously it's not legal to smoke out in public, but that's that's what's occurring at this point and, you know, pretty, pretty getting out of control. And I, I would just think that the large majority of the population here doesn't want that for their children. They don't want their child, you know, smoking marijuana or smelling marijuana and not getting into their system, um, you know, as they walk the streets. And in speaking with the, in speaking with the police officer, basically their viewpoint is, is what, what has been done in the legalization here in California is they've made it basically just a misdemeanor Uh, to be able to smoke marijuana out in public. So it Uh used to be at a felony, um, you would have a felony charge, and and now it's just a a misdemeanor charge, so it's basically like equivalent to getting a parking ticket. Wow. Yeah, or being drunk in public.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: Basically just a citation at this point. And uh, so at a federal level, however, it is illegal, uh, so it's an inter- it's an interesting, it's an interesting, you know, problem, you know, at a federal level it's, it's illegal and then, you know, obviously at a state level it's legal. So you do, you do see, you know, the agents come in every once in a while and then they'll hit, you know, get to the dispensaries and, and close them down and find them, you know, large portions, but it's just not, at this point it's not being done enough. And, uh, so there, there needs to definitely be a change in that, in, in that area from my, from my viewpoint
3: yeah I just wanted to say something on that as well. Um, I think it's really it's really a testament to how pervasive the the actual culture has has gotten in the sense you know it's I think it's really what what's happened is the mindset of well it's everywhere, and you know at this point we're never going to stop it, so we might as well just let it happen you know and uh, that's kind of what what we've been seeing and, and playing back our or going back to the, your previous question on you know, celebrities and, and whatnot, I think, you know, the biggest contribution, and you can see it just in, in the legalization recreationally of, uh, of mm-hmm. marijuana and, um, you know, also with the, the ongoing problem with, with a lot of celebrities, is, you know, there's just a, <clears throat> to a degree a, a, more of a moral degradation, I think, um, as far as, you know, what is okay and what is right and what, you know, what is actually going to be good for the survival of everyone and you know those kind of questions are not really being asked it's kind of a you know well it's it's too far gone now so we might as well just let it go kind of And, and it's kind of a it is a sad thing
0: Okay, Sam, you are now entering the realm of controversy. (laughs) Whenever Jason and I talk about marijuana, he gets so many hits on his blog. And the fact that you bring up the point of moral degradation, which I don't think is wrong. We're going to get some great comments back on that one.
1: Oh, I hope so. Because here's the thing. People are very emotional about marijuana. (sighs) As a nation, we're extremely emotional about it because you've got two sides of the whole thing. You've got, you know, the half. Let's, let's say let's split in half. Okay, you got half people that are completely pro marijuana. It's great. It's it's the better of two evils. It's uh, it's it's less harmful than alcohol. It's this is this is this is this, this, and it also it helps a variety of me a variety of my medical problems. And then you've got the other side of people who are like, no, you're doing drugs. It's not the answer. And both sides get extraordinarily incensed about their viewpoints on it. Um, and it's one of those things that you and I can never talk about without people t- <laughs> giving us their opinion. And the other uh, one is Kratom.
3: I, I understand, I <laughs> fully see that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, from somebody who smoked pot for a long time, um, you know, I just say, you know, I say it off the, you know, as, as how I see it and, and how, from my reality, the way I saw, um, you know, the my own degradation and the own spiral of, of behavior into something that became unmanageable and very hurtful to the people around me. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to go out there and speak for everyone else or tell you know, other people what to do with their lives. You know, but uh, from my perspective, as an opinion, just you know, on society in general, the media is ruled by drug use yep. and. You know, however, however you try and couch it, you know, um, the, all the drugs are mentioned in, in, in the songs and in movies and, you know, wherever, all different forms of media. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, they, those, those things are grouped together, right? Right. Smoking pot with a little bit of drink or, you know, smoking pot and taking some pills. Or, you know, it's like all those things are kind of linked together. And that's, that's really my point. Yeah. Not to necessarily be incendiary by any means. It's just, uh, too late. You know, an observation.
0: Too late, Sam. (laughs) And I think,
1: and and he brings up a good point. It's because right now, the way the biggest media push I see as far as, um, drug use goes is like this is new generation of like these skinny white rappers with face tattoos that are totally like pro popping Xanax, like it's going out of style. And, um, there's that guy uh, Lil Peep. Do you guys hear about him? He was some rapper that uh, a bunch of these kids listened to and he died of a major Xanax overdose. And apparently there's this other influential rapper for like the young millennials. His name is Lil Xan.
2: Yep, yep, yeah. We're hearing them out there. I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty of examples of that. You know, just like Sam was saying, you hear it in the music and and uh, and that's what in um, in beginning of our conversation you know everybody wants to be like the people they see on tv you know that's the that's the power of the celebrity you know is that their actions others you know they just happen to have millions of people watching them across the nation right. and if they say you know do this or jump how high you know you got millions of people that that follow what they're what they're what they're saying I mean going back on the marijuana you know obviously you know there there that's a big debate like you said and and a controversial you know point but there again you have to look at the statistics and and the facts and the science you know behind it and yes there are medical I'm not saying there aren't medical purposes for it but right. when marijuana is abused which it is abused in in this country and you look at the side effects of what it has, you know, people, oh, it's, it's, it's safer than, you know, alcohol is always the argument or it's supposedly better than cigarettes. There's a lot of false data around that. You know, marijuana is actually 10 times more carcinogenic than, than cigarettes. You know, that's something that's just not taught. You know, most people and when I was coming up in school is like, you know, cigarettes are bad for you marijuana is better for you. So there's just a lot of false data. And what I would just say is that a person actually needs to go and do the research and, and see what the side effects are for marijuana. Oh, it calms me down. Well, actually, marijuana, you know, causes actually anxiety and can create delusions and paranoia in a person and change their mood. That's the fact. That's the science behind it. So there's just a lot of false information that's out there about drugs in general and marijuana is obviously at, at the top of that list.
0: That's right. You make a very, very good point. And one of the things I wanted to say as well, again, when you were talking about celebrities and the, and you know, they do, we do consider that they've set an example and I just wanted to say kudo, kudos to the celebrities who do come to you guys and get clean and sober because setting an example for people is obviously important to them and maybe not just from the viewpoint of their own personal image but from what it communicates to the people around them do you know what i mean
1: and there are tons of sober celebrities and celebrities that proclaim their sobriety and talk about it so i think that's the other side of it is that you know there are those who have gone through it gotten sober and try to encourage others which i think is fantastic
0: yeah, but I also want to reiterate to anybody that's tuning in perhaps late in this podcast, we are talking to Fabian Padro and Sam Hobson from Narcanon Ojai. And Narcanon Ojai will take anybody who wants help with addiction, but they are set up and facilitated to handle people at a high level, CEOs, elected officials, I'm just certain that some of our elected officials probably could use the services of Narcon on and celebrities as well. And, you know, this is, this is your resource. If you either are a celeb yourself, or if you know somebody who is and you're not exactly sure what to do, um, you know, Narcanon on is there. And they are, yeah, they're specifically set up to be able to help celebrities and very important people become clean and sober. And I think, I think it's very cool. And if you wanted more information on Narcanon Ojai, the phone number is 805-798-8040. And the website is O-J-A-I, dot org. And I'm hoping... As with every podcast, there are people out there who are listening who this will spur them to make that phone call and Mm -hmm. to get the help that they need. Because I, okay, it breaks my heart when, obviously, when anybody overdoses on drugs of any kind. But when we hear of a celebrity who has that ability to inspire young people to either achieve their goals in music, or in acting, or performing, or um, in sports. And when we hear about people at the top level of that game, who overdose and die, it just it breaks my heart, because there is so much good that they have done typically to influence young people with their music or their acting. And it's just, it's sad. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that both of you took the time to be on the podcast today and I'm, I'm going to, my husband typically boosts these on social media, so I'll make sure that, you know, he definitely does that with this one, but, um, very well done on what you guys are doing there. Are you full right now?
2: Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty full. We have, I think one bed left and, uh, we'll, we'll be probably full by week's end, hopefully here. That's, uh, we're always. You know, welcome everybody. We're looking at you know expanding on our facility. Like I said, you know we're on 45 acres in a 27,000 square foot facility. Uh, We have a helicopter pad if you need to come in via helicopter. Um, You know we have 24 security. You know camera systems. uh, A chef you know that cooks all organic meals. Private suite and. so we're definitely you know, set up to to treat all the people that, that you said. And I just want to thank both of you guys for having us today on, on your show.
0: Absolutely. And can I come there just for vacation?
2: Just was, kidding. The same thing. <laughs> come for a store. You I can want, come for a at any time. I want, the, I want to come store. in on the
0: helipad and I want the organic food. I'm just teasing you guys. How far away from Los Angeles are you? Roughly? We're
2: about an hour and a half from Los Angeles.
0: Okay. I'm going to come out there um, to visit my grandkids, but um, we're going camping in Tahoe. But it, So I don't think I could come by this time. But when I come out there one time, I would love to come up and meet you guys in person and see the facility.
2: Absolutely. You're welcome anytime.
0: Awesome. Jason, do you have any other questions before we let them go?
2: No, I think that was great.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Yeah.
2: Hey, thank, thank you, you, you for having awesome. us. It's been a really good pleasure. And thank you so much, Jason
1: absolutely i'm really really excited about what you guys are doing out there and i think more people need to know about you guys and what you're doing and what you're accomplishing and you know all the good you're doing for you know the country and the world out there so i'm glad you guys came on i think this was excellent
0: awesome Uh, yeah thank you thank you you guys take care so i thought that was a super cool interview I thought that, you know, they they have a different perspective, but the same.
1: Right. And they and the difference in the perspective is with the clientele that they serve. Right. Now, the great thing is, and we've always said this, no matter what Narconon you go to, you're going to get the Narconon program. That's right. And at the end of the day, like both of them said, celebrities are just people, too, with the same issues, I wouldn't say the same issues, but similar issues to what other people have, like your regular layperson, it's just in a different arena. It's in a different industry, it's a different this or a different that, but we're all human and we all have the ability to get addicted, overdose and have problems.
0: Exactly. But I bet that probably for celebrities, some of the problems that they have in the same way that their image that we see is magnified, some of the problems may be magnified. Do you know, like if you're having, if you have a bad day and you yell at your cat, okay. Nobody is going to record Jason yelling at his cat and have it go viral all over the media. However That's famous. You take yeah, you take a celebrity who's having a bad day and gets mad at their cat or mad at their dog or is walking their dog and is irritated at having to pick up their dog's you know what it gets, it gets videoed and all of a sudden it's viral. So I think that sometimes some of the problems that they face might be magnified because their image is magnified. And It
1: doesn't make it any easier when you're a public figure and you're an addict right. or an right. alcoholic. If I, I could never imagine being an addict and being, you know, like an A-list celebrity and going through that to where everything I do wrong, mess up or screw up or destroy because of my addictions made completely public. So that's uh that's, that's that's an extra like a little curve ball in like the whole thing. But um I think what they're doing out in Ohio is excellent.
0: Yep, yep. Um I, I love agree. how it's
1: a very exclusive center. I love how it's very private, it's completely off the grid.
0: It's got a helipad. Got a helipad which is I love that. Super awesome. <laughs> and
1: um they, they are like minded to you and I in what we're doing out here in that they're looking to help people overcome their addictions.
0: Exactly. And they are doing that on a daily basis, just like you and I are. You know, I was gonna I didn't want to cut you off but you know you were talking about you know the you know when uh, a celebrity has an addiction problem it could get all over the media. Right, right. I mean we've talked about how bad an addict looks when they have had an addiction for exactly. a long time and celebrities are all about image and what they look like, you know and all you have to do is go in the you know the supermarket aisle and you get or you're checking out and you get to see all the pictures that someone has cl- you, you know snapped of someone. So anyway, I think to some degree some of the problems that they face are, are bigger, but you you brought up a point, and we said this point, and it was said also in the interview. And anybody listening needs to know this: that the the program at Narcanon is a standardized program, and whether you go to Narcanon, Ohio, or Narcanon Baton Rouge, or Narcanon Suncoast, or Narcanon in Italy, Narcanon in Nepal, you are going to get the exact same program with the potential of the exact same benefits. Yep. So it's it's there for you. You just but you just you have to reach out. You have to take that first step. Go to narcanonsuncoast.org or narcanonohio.org and reach out or call the numbers that we've given you. Once again, narcanonohio. The number is 805-798-8040. And the number for Narcanon on Suncoast is 877-339-3324. Jason, you and I are going to talk again next week. We are. It's just one of those things that our listeners can count on that come heck or high water. Every week. Jason and I are going to be here talking about something. You may not like it, but we'll be here talking about it because until this addiction program is gone, there is a need mm-hmm. and we will try and fulfill that Let's need. Let's do it.